RV Miles is sponsored by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean believes the more time you spend outside together, the better. That's why they design products that make it easier to take longer walks, have deeper talks, and never worry about the weather. Discover clothing, outerwear, footwear, and gear made for every type of adventure, with the outside built right in. Because on the inside, we're all outsiders. Be an outsider with L.L. Bean. This week, as the coronavirus continues to drastically change the travel landscape, we talk with three industry experts about the latest mass campground closures, why private parks consider themselves essential services, and what the RV industry is doing to help healthcare workers and first responders. Plus, we give you our best ideas to get your outdoor fix while sheltering in place. This is RV Miles. Welcome to episode 137 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We come to you again from the Verde Ranch RV Resort here in beautiful Camp Verde, Arizona, uh, just south of Sedona, north of Phoenix, beautiful, beautiful Verde Valley. We've had some incredible skies. I don't know if you can see this the sky. sky where we are right now. It's it, The clouds have been sort of gorgeous over the last couple of days, which is great because when we first got here, we had over a week straight of rain. Oh, it's, <laughs> we couldn't get outside to save our lives. And sometimes I step out here and I look at the sky and I think, what was that again, Montana? about big skies because <laughs> these here surrounding us just seem unending. It's really good for the spirits. We're very happy to be hunkered down here yes. at this resort because it's a wonderful resort and they're taking care of their customers very well during this very, very difficult time for anybody who is out traveling on the road. A lot of our viewers stuck in different places across the country trying to figure out, do they go home? Uh, do they go to family? Do they go to a private RV park like we did and get a monthly stay? Do they even go to the grocery store? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the question on everyone's mind now. Is it even worth to drive to the grocery store? Will I even find anything? Now, We've done a few, the most ever, Facebook Lives this week over on RV Miles on the Facebook page. And if you've caught those, then you know that we have chosen to shelter in place. And we're going to be doing so for at least until May 15th. Now, yeah. we had originally talked about that being till April 15th, but we really do feel that it is best for us, best for our children, and best for the community at large if we try to stay in one place as long as possible. And this area is offering everything we need in order for us to do that. And it looks like more and more that travel restrictions will become stricter and yeah. uh, that it will be more challenging. And if they do loosen up, 
there's a heck of a lot to do around here. So I think we'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, we still haven't really been able to explore the national park sites that we wanted to and that we were hoping to talk about on this podcast this week. That kind of all got thrown up into the air, but we're going to get to them. We feel confident. It's not that the sites are closed down. They're certainly not. The National Park Service is continuing to monitor the situation. Some parks are shut down, some sites are shut down, but they're not completely shut down yet. In fact, they have eliminated entrance fees during this time of uncertainty. Yeah, I, I think um, there, there is conflicting things that, that people are hearing from places like national parks to stay away, to help those communities um, not have an influx of travelers. But then the National Park Service is cons- is encouraging people to get out into parks to encourage more social distancing. So I think the, the real lesson here is go visit outdoor spaces where you are and not continue to travel around and find them. But we thought it would be good at this time to to take a look at some of our ideas for getting your outdoor fix while you're sheltered in place, while you're indoors. I mean, you may be getting out, but not going far away. So we put together a list of of lots of different options for you while you're uh, while you're stuck in this sort of uh, difficult situation. I love your title of this too, because it's really a no-nonsense title. Yeah. So this is all broken down <laughs> in an article on the website uh, called Tips for Getting Your Camping and Travel Fix During the Coronavirus Epidemic. So uh, That'd be a <laughs> pandemic, please. <laughs> Excuse me. It says pandemic. Uh, yes, it does. My fault. So the first one is, uh, I, this is an excellent thing that one of our, our uh, members of the National Park uh, Facebook group, the America's National Parks Facebook group, recommended, and actually now a lot of people have recommended. Yeah, and now this. it's like gangbusters in there. You can go on Google Earth, and the link to this uh, actual part of Google Earth is in the article. Um, but you can go to Google Earth and tour 31 different national parks. They're very in-depth tours, and you can get close looks at the paths along trails and all the beautiful sites at most of our national parks. Well, 30, 31. 31. More than, more half, than half, half of the of capital the, N, capital B. Yeah, exactly half because yes. there's 62. That's so true. exactly half go. of them. Uh, so that's one option. The next one is to camp in your backyard or in your driveway. Yeah. In fact, we had someone say that they were thinking about doing some boondocking in their backyard. And I thought, what an excellent idea. If you have found that your camping plans have been canceled, you know what? That doesn't mean you still can't do it. If you have your rig handy, just go into your backyard, go into your driveway, go sleep out there. You know, just a change of pace. Like I think that's really going to be key. And that's why we've tried to put together as many suggestions as possible because switching it up is really going to be what keeps us all from getting sort of the blues with all of this. Yeah. And and the next one is sort of along these same lines. Uh, You can still hike. You know, you can still uh, take a bike ride. Go out into your local area. Find your local state forest or national park park site, national park site, uh, city parks, where there might be trails to hike, go take a hike, go take a a long 
distance bike ride. Just remember that restrooms and visitor centers might be yeah. closed. So you might have to deal with bathroom situations, not take a, taking a hike that's too long. Yeah, don't go don't go on one of those three-hour <laughs> hikes and then think you're going to get to stop somewhere and take care of some business. But I think that this touches on a little bit of what I wanted to say when we were talking about the parks was that there is conflicting information out there and we as human beings are creating this conflict. We are giving people a hard time when they express an interest in wanting to go on a trail or go see a national park site. Now, we have to stop doing that, okay? Because people need to get outside. It's okay for you to stay local and get outside. What is being asked of us is we don't do any long distance traveling. There is nothing wrong with the five of us going over to a hike here in this area, 10, 15, 20 minutes from us and doing that. It's necessary. You have got to get fresh air. You have got to get outside. You have got to move your body. So that is really, really important. Yeah, and if you're not the hiking type, uh, you can still take a scenic drive in your community too, or you know, you within a few hours of your community. There's lots of places that are you know, once you just get an hour outside of a city, where you can really get into the outdoors and into nature. Yeah, one of the things we have always done with our kids, and we've always loved to do as a family, is it sort of seems like whenever we are all having kind of a hard time coexisting together, or everyone just is feeling stressed, or the kids are just sort of at each other, or whatever the case may be, we have always been like, let's get in the car, let's go for a drive. Yeah, get it some just, ice cream. Yeah, it just, <laughs> and maybe you won't be able to get ice cream on this particular drive, but it does just kind of change your whole mentality. You change your view and then you end up changing your outlook, you know? And so that's kind of like the idea there is like, just get out and go for a drive. Listen to a travel podcast. Oh, I've got three. We, we have three suggestions. You can listen to this one. <laughs> uh, but we also want to make sure you are, if you haven't listened to our America's National Parks or See America podcast yet, uh, please do so. See America is back this week after its three-week hiatus. And if you've never listened to the America's National Parks podcast, may we recommend that you start with the 37 days in Yellowstone. It's so uplifting. Episode. It's our favorite episode, and I think it's a lot of people's favorite episode. <laughs> no, it's our most downloaded yeah. episode ever. It is just an incredible story about Yellowstone before Yellowstone was a national park. You can also join one of our Facebook groups to continue to talk and dream about travel and look at beautiful pictures of places that people have been. Uh, we've got the RV Miles group where you can talk about RV travel, but then we've also got the America's National Parks Facebook group, which which has like 55,000 members oh, now. It's and amazing. They're, they're sharing 50, 60 posts a day of beautiful photos um, from travels. And uh, we also have the Sea America group where you can talk about America's great destinations. We'll link to all of those in this article that you can find in the show notes. Yeah, and hey, a high five to everybody in the RV Miles group because we have all really come together as a community there to talk about the, you know, as closures start happening to make sure that we're all aware, to make sure that everybody knows. We're, we're gathering there to share information so that we can all make the best choices possible. And no one is being a butthead about it. And I really appreciate that. This is my favorite one. Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? Practice your trailer driving skills with the RV and boat towing parking simulator 
app. Is this what you've been doing at night to unwind? No, over I've been there? playing my, my new ba- my baseball game oh, no. has has come out with the 2020 <laughs> edition. So I've oh, been playing okay. my my tap sports baseball. Okay, how uh, are you doing? How's your season going? I'm, it's you know it's we're getting there. It's okay, slow. so you're playing baseball, and I'm unwinding at night by watching uh, short really fast time-lapsed cooking videos from <laughs> Tasty on Facebook. Okay, this is what our life but has there, become. There, this game is real fun. There are several games like this uh, on your <laughs> app store if you have a smartphone <laughs> where you can actually practice towing and backing up a trailer. I uh, love it. There you go. That sounds, it looks like something I might need to okay. do. Something you're more likely to do, however, is to go on a virtual museum or historic site tour yes. at Google Arts and Culture. Google Arts and Culture has partnered with thousands of museums and historic sites across the world to have all these virtual tours. And we suggest you start with the Art Institute of Chicago, which was which was named by TripAdvisor as the number one museum in the world. It's amazing. It houses my most favorite portrait painting ever, and that would be Van Gogh's The Bedroom, or Van Gogh, depends on how you what want to say it. Yeah, from? it just depends on what side of the pond you are on. I want to add to this, and it's not in our article, but I think we should put it in there, is that there are so many theaters right now live streaming shows. Uh-huh. As we talked about last week, the theater industry has really been just smacked. So what they're doing is they are live streaming. Now, some are live streaming, no cost. Some are live streaming and asking for a small donation, five, six, seven dollars. But if you're getting to live stream a show, a full show with actors and everything that they've been working on, and you're only paying six dollars to do it, what a great way to go to the theater right now. So yeah. I'm going to add that into the list. Yeah, a lot of these theaters, uh, you know, they were about to put up shows or shows have been up. So w- when when everything started to close down, they just filmed them real quickly yeah. so that they could put them out there for people to watch in a live stream. It's really cool. Um, another one is get your RV fix on by taking a tour of RVs across YouTube. Now we are going to recommend our most favorite salesman out there and that is Dean from Leisure Travel Vans. This man has got the lock on how you do an RV tour. It's incredible. I, I, mean, take, <laughs> I, I take acting lessons from him. I'm, I'm, he's an on-camera guru. Like I thoroughly enjoy watching his videos. He makes me want to buy a leisure travel van, and that is the point of those videos. But get your RV fix on. Dream about a future RV by touring RVs across YouTube. As Jason says in the article, Dean from Leisure Travel Vans, this guy could sell you oceanfront property in Arizona. Little little George Strait throw back there. There you go. There you go. Break out your Blackstone griddle, your instant pot, or build a campfire and practice your camping meals. Yep. Take uh, a virtual hike with Luke from the no. Outdoor Gear Review. We Another really, great YouTube channel. Yeah. We used to go to sleep watching Luke's yeah, long Luke. hikes. We did. When before, when we were dreaming about the schoolie, we would lay out on the couch after the kids had gone to bed, and we would hike with Luke. Uh, if you want to plan your own trip, now is a great time to think about getting road trippers. Mm-hmm. You know, we love road trippers. We're not going to go into it. Y'all know that about us. But if you upgrade to that Road Trippers Plus, then you have 150 waypoints. You can dream and plan the ultimate vacation 
we have that discount code still available. Yeah, it's RV Miles 917X for 20% off yeah. Road Trippers Knocks Plus. it down to like $24 for the year or something. So it's a great stay indoor investment. Um, Finally, we want to suggest that you get a Disney Plus account if you don't have one already. And if you are a Verizon subscriber, you can get one for free. Um, but get a Disney Plus account and check out the all the cool National Geographic content. A lot of people don't know that Disney owns National Geographic. So what doesn't have, Disney own at this point? So they have all that content on on Disney yeah. Plus, and we really enjoyed the documentary into the Grand Canyon. Yeah. It's fantastic. And there's a ton of non-outdoor and RV-related things on there as well. You could just do the whole MCU universe. just to, And you can do it in two different ways at this point because I think you're going to have time. You can either do it chronologically or you can do it in order of release. M- MCU universe for those of you Oh, it should just be know. MCU. I shouldn't have stuck universe yes, on there. It's, it's Marvel Comics universe. Yeah, see, that's like when you say, I can't even think of a good example. Never mind. ATM machine. Automated, <laughs> automated teller machine machine. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Exactly. That's, that's, that's the one. There you go. All right. It is time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. The words in the following common phrase were taken out and replaced with synonyms. See if you can decipher the phrase. If about beginning, you are not able to become victorious, start over and begin again twice. And the phrase is, of course, if you first don't succeed, try, try again. Did you get it? I did not. You're on Facebook, which is not paying attention whatsoever (laughs) to me. Look, I think we've established at this point there's a few times I check out when we're doing this show. This is one of them. We're going to take a break. (laughs) And when we come back, we've got three quick interviews with some industry experts about all the stuff that's going on with the coronavirus, uh, campground shutdowns, how private parks and uh, RV dealers and uh, associations are helping. So we'll be right back. RV Miles is sponsored by Harvest Hosts. Have you been considering a Harvest Hosts membership? With 2020 in full swing, now is the perfect time to become a Harvest Hosts member and start enjoying access to a network of over 900 wineries, farms, breweries, museums, and other unique attractions that invite RVers to visit and stay overnight. To save 15% on your Harvest Hosts membership, head over to rvmiles.com slash harvesthosts. That's 15% off a Harvest Host membership for RV Miles listeners over at rvmiles.com slash harvesthosts. As closures and restrictions and shelter-in-place orders continue to sweep across the country, we've been following closely some of the issues with travel and with RV camping that have been cropping up. And one of the best places that we've found for resources for closures of campgrounds has been rootlessliving.com's article on the subject where they've been following very very closely all the different closures in state parks particularly so i thought it'd be a good idea to bring damian ross of rootlessliving.com the rootless living podcast and rootless living magazine onto the podcast damian was on the show a couple weeks ago but i interviewed him earlier today to talk specifically about what he's seeing tracking these campground closures damian thanks for being here 
glad to be here, Jason. Thanks for having me. So you guys at Rootless Living are following the closures of campgrounds across the country very closely. You're doing a fantastic job uh, with your article that that keeps up with all the latest news. I want to get your sense of where things are at right now. How many states have closed their campgrounds overall? What's just sort of the general sense of campground closures out there right now? Yeah. So in regards to like state and government ran campgrounds, I think we have eight total states that have shut down all. Now, there are a ton of states that have different variations of their kind of closures. And that's why it's hard to just put in like, here's the exact number. We've been really careful, too, with people and ourselves even using the word all. Because I think we all remember that all means all, and sometimes it doesn't. And we're being really careful with saying, here's the situation for this state. But if you need to, click on this link to go directly to like their state parks program to get the latest information. We're seeing mostly states making sort of statewide decisions um, that it's affecting people. But what are we seeing in other types of government-ran parks like Army Corps of Engineers and uh, National Forest, that sort of stuff? Yeah, there's still plenty of closures between that. Actually, what was interesting, I mean, just two kind of like side weird things was the park that I first stayed at, Dockwaller State Beach Park in Los Angeles, was where I put my RV as I loaded my home into the RV. That closed pretty early, you know, to get it ready for emergency services. Now it's completely filled up with RVs now that are available for quarantine people if needed. Um, and then we have heard of, you know, just even other like like you said, even uh, like army bases and stuff like that, normally that people can go to are now being closed. But it's it changes like on the hour, which is so weird. I don't know if you were kind of following in some of the groups. We had found out that Florida was closing their state parks. I want to say Monday morning. And today was the official day that you had to be out by. Mm-hmm. So we were reporting it before they even updated their page. And it you know, kind of caused a little bit of hysteria with people where they felt we were somehow trying to fake them to, I don't know what their reasoning was. Like they thought maybe we were going to go down to Florida and get the good spot now. (laughs) You know, that's not what we were trying to do. We were just trying to bring a resource in. But I do want to back up that when I heard New Mexico closing, because I think they were the first state that closed. Yeah. My knee jerk reaction was why? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, if we're supposed to be social distancing, we we need these parks open. But then it did really kind of like my own mind calm down a little in the sense that I've been full-timing for about three years. I haven't done a lot of state park stays. And when I do, I'm never there for a month. Yeah, You know, maybe maybe Sunday through Friday, you know, I can miss all the weekend stuff. So then I started thinking through... What is a state park? A state park is basically a Friday through Sunday stay for most people. They're in and out. You know, there are eight people to a picnic table. They're mingling with. So they want to cut that off. Yeah. But the other aspect that I, you know, we're not getting confirmation on this. A lot of this is just, you know, maybe common sense kind of thinking. I don't know how stretched out a lot of these state parks would put their emergency services. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's part of their decision is where we can look at it from a common sense standpoint, and say, if you're going to be open during the day, why aren't you open at night and all these different things? But it really could put a strain on their emergency services. When you look at a city like Moab in Utah, that basically said visitors need to leave all hotels, motels and RV parks. If you're not a resident of Moab, you need to leave because they're looking at, you know, it's really their tax dollars that have to handle this kind of 
emergency and they need to be able to just stay within their own population because that's really what they're prepared for. I think it didn't really start to cause a huge problem until Florida uh, because there are so many people that winter in Florida and whether they're full timers or not, a lot of people are are uh, snowbirds down there. And uh, when those parks closed, from what we're hearing, lots of private parks in Florida's uh, were already full, but now are really at capacity. And it's sort of forcing some people to travel that want to shelter in place, I think. Um, so I, I, my sort of feeling is that, yeah, I, I totally get why all these state parks are closing. I feel like maybe there needs to be a bit more nuanced approach. You know, people that don't have a place to go right now can stay, no new reservations or something. I think there just needs to be a little bit of stepping back and thinking about the process instead of, uh, you know, they're closed at 8 PM tonight, <laughs> but um, let's talk about private campgrounds a bit. Have you heard much uh, on the front of private campgrounds? Again, just the ones where there were like visitors needing to leave. I've seen a lot of posts where people are saying, I'm at a private campground. They've told me to leave. We're not getting links on that. We're really trying to be careful You know, that even like the Florida one, it took us like three sources before we even really wanted to post it. And so in private campgrounds, that's something we probably won't link because I just think it's an impossible task. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really here's my advice. And I know you and I have been saying this and talking to people about it is you don't have a reservation right now, even if you have a reservation. That's kind of the mindset you have to have. You need to call before you head somewhere and double check. You need to have a backup plan if you have any reservation. And even someone like me start to look at what's my long term if I'm I'm forced to stay in one area. Like what is, you know, my real plan? When I look at my kids that both live in California and New York, I'm seeing what's happening there. And I'm like, I don't qualify to travel based on those reasons that you're being allowed to, you know, leave your home. Right. And so for me, it's starting to just think through, okay, if it starts coming to, I'm currently in Texas, if Texas starts having these really, you know, like strict travel kind of rules, what do I need to do? So I think everyone just needs to do that kind of safe practice. Call your reservations, assume your reservations could be broken, have a backup plan. And if you can't have a backup plan that really allows you to hunker down, which again, I'm not saying all, but most state parks, they're not long-term hunker down kind of places. Mm. You know, a lot of them don't even have sewer, you know, or water hookups. You have to go to the dump and you have to fill up. And so it's not really made for really long term stays, which we might be a month or two months having to stay put. I think it's four or five states are under shelter in place orders. California, New York, uh, Illinois was just announced today. Uh, Pennsylvania. That doesn't sound like a lot, but that is one in five Americans right there. Uh, So a a lot of and traveling through those places is going to be a challenge if you're having to, you know, if you're going home from the South uh, after the winter or whatever it might be. And those, those orders in those different States are all different, right? I know in Pennsylvania, RV parks are being told uh, at least the order itself says RV parks are allowed to be open for residential parks only. And there's no sort of specifics about what that means, but uh, I assume it means people that live there long-term and that a lot of campgrounds aren't going to be opening for the season uh, because a lot of private parks in in Pennsylvania aren't open yet. But again, I guess the thing is nobody knows what the future holds and it could get, it likely will get stricter and stricter uh, as the weeks go by, right? 
I think that's the thing is like whatever you think the worst case scenario is like in your mind that you can go to allow yourself to be okay with that. Like if it really got to the point where they said there was no state to state traveling that you have to hunker down in a campground, get to a place where you really are okay being there for a while, I think is the safest bet without, you know, knowing truly where this is headed. But, you know, like if you were in the Outer Banks right now, you got to notice that if you don't live here, you got to go. If you've been in Moab and you got to notice, you know, you got to go. We are South Dakota residents and I'm currently in Texas. So I don't know what that could end up looking like, you know, if they said, nope, you got to go back to your home state for some reason, which, I, you know, I mean, Canada just did that. We had like 100,000 people uh, leave early than their plans originally were to get back to cross the border. They usually don't start migrating back up north until like April. Mm-hmm. And so these a lot of people cut their plans way short and started heading up, you know. And, and I want to say that I get the sacrifice. You know, we are not supposed to be in Texas right now. We're supposed to be in Alabama, then moving into Indiana. A lot of stuff with the magazine we had planned to do. And obviously, we had to shut it all down even before it got real serious. We could almost see that this is where it was going. Well, Damien, thanks for joining us. Rootless Living Magazine, rootlessliving.com and the Rootless Living Podcast. Again, go to rootlessliving.com and you've got a link right there up in the uh, the header menu bar to f- track any sort of closures happening. And I really think that you guys are doing the best job of it out there. So keep it up. I know it's a big job and we appreciate it. Yeah, there's two things too. We are starting a new one of a resource where, you know, where you can find some good long-term kind of stays and we're trying to gather that information right now. And I also want to say that Campinium also has a state closure source being available too. And I think, you know, the more the merrier that are doing this and doing it collectively and really making sure that the information's getting out there. So, you know, if you're looking for a long-term place to stay, come over to Rootless Living and we're hopefully we'll have a resource soon. But right now, if you're really wondering about your state park closing, that is available right now as well. And don't count on anything. <laughs> Thanks. Really? <laughs> so smart. I think it's so smart. Thanks a lot, Damien. We appreciate it. You bet. Have a good one. As we talked about in that interview with Damien, private parks have been staying open for the most part, but there have been some instances where private parks are required to close down. We just heard about the Florida Keys. The Florida Keys is shutting down private parks to all travelers. A county in Texas is shutting down private parks. And in Pennsylvania, where they have a statewide shelter-in-place restriction going on, RV parks are not considered an essential service. RV parks are only considered essential if they have residents, and by that meaning people that actually live in the park. Other parks that have short-term stays are required to close. In California, it's a different story. In California, traveler lodging is considered an essential service. We also heard from Memphis-based RVC Outdoor Destinations earlier today who operate nine different campgrounds, nine different RV resorts in nine different states, and they're seeing a big uptick in reservations from travel nurses who are being sent across the country, as they are all the time, but particularly now, to fight the coronavirus in hot spots. So RV parks are sort of pleading with their local and state governments to say, hey, we're an essential service. We need to be kept open. So I talked earlier today with Bobby Cornwell, the president of the Florida Association of RV Parks and Campgrounds, about this issue and about what private parks provide and why private parks should be considered essential services and shouldn't be shut down. Bobby, thanks for coming on the podcast. 
Hi, thanks for having me. I wanted to ask you about private campgrounds in Florida in, in particular. Um, that's your, your area of expertise. Um, with Florida state parks just shutting down with uh, more and more issues where people are being forced out of campgrounds. And I know you've got a lot of snowbirds down in Florida right now that are about to make their treks home or were about to make their treks home. How are private parks doing right now? Are there very, are they very full down there in Florida? Uh, yeah, right now they, um, they're doing pretty well. Uh, fortunately, this virus, at least here in the United States hit, uh, you know, towards the beginning, middle of March. Um, so, so when they got bad, so fortunately, most of our parks already had their winter season guests there, uh, January, February, March, and then a little bit into April are the busiest months. Um, but typically, uh, mid-March, um, a lot of the Canadians and snowbirds will start to head back up north. Uh, so there wasn't a huge deflection, if you will, of travelers. Um, we did lose some of the Canadian visitors a little earlier than normal. Uh, because the Canadian borders were closing and they were advised to try to head back up north uh, to their home. So we did see that happening. So many of our parks uh, did lose a lot of their visitors um, a little sooner than normal. But overall, um, the, you know, it wasn't too bad. And um, fortunately, I've had reports that many of the RV parks have started getting um, reservations and actually some visitors that they typically wouldn't get due to the virus. Um, someone was saying they were leaving from wherever they were at because they thought it was safer to come here or to be in their RV actually. Uh, so we did see some parks that experienced an actual increase, um, and at the time. Uh, the, the question is, you know, what's going to happen in the next week or so, mm -hmm. a few days. This is changing daily, as you know. Um, but overall, for the months of January, February, and March, even the period we're in right now, a lot of the parks are filled. Um, they're still accepting travelers, and um, they're open. So Now, I know there haven't really been mass closures of private campgrounds across the country. There are states that have shelter-in-place orders, and there are counties uh, and municipalities that have closed down private campgrounds. I know Pennsylvania uh, has essentially said, RV parks can stay open if they are residential um, without Correct. providing a whole lot of specifics. Are you concerned that that might happen in more places? And what is your association? Are you doing any sort of lobbying to keep campgrounds open? Yes, we are. Um, yeah, it is obviously a big concern. Um, we feel that they play the RV parks, the private RV parks and campgrounds play an important role the infrastructure of Florida and our essential business and provide essential services and essential accommodations. Uh, many of the people who stay at an RV park or campground, um, you know, many are guests uh, and they're traveling through or they're staying a couple days. Uh, but there are also many that are down here seasonally. A lot of them are workers, a lot of them are nurses and doctors, uh, a lot of them work for the medical professions or emergency services. And then you have some that, you know, do choose to stay in an RV park that are either seasonal workers or temporary workers, and they can range from any type of job you can think of. Uh, so it's not just, uh, you know, the traveling visitor that the RV park serves. It's um, also Floridians and people who actually live in the state and work in the state. Uh, they call the RV park home in many cases. Uh, they may not stay there year-round, but they may even travel from one RV park to another. Regardless, uh, they live out of their RV. And, you know, displacing them and trying to close the parks in Florida would be, in our view, disastrous. Um, there are over 125,000 RV sites in Florida. 
And this time of year, most of them are filled. And in addition to that, uh, they provide propane, they provide groceries, uh, they provide essential services that not only the community uses, uh, but of course the people staying at the park. So, yeah, we are um, advocating that they are an essential business. And of course, we're doing everything we can uh, to support them and to educate either with local officials, if it's a governor um, making the call on a statewide basis or mayor making it on a local basis. So we're trying to provide them with the information uh, they may need to um, you know, make a good call. Uh, we understand the safety involved, and uh, we know we're all for providing public safety. But honestly, in, in this particular situation, um, we feel the RV parks are extremely safe. Uh, the RV park owners and operators have uh, made adjustments um, you know, throughout the state to adhere to all the policies and provisions being uh, provided guidelines to, to prevent the virus from spreading. Um, they're limiting large gatherings to 10 people or less or just totally prohibiting it altogether. Uh, some have kept their pool open by choice. Some are not. Um, we've heard from the Department of Health that it is definitely safe to keep your pool open as long as you remain uh, the social distancing guidelines. Um, so that's being followed. Anyway, the precautions and procedures are in place. And, um, you know, we feel sure that the RV Park campgrounds are um, abiding by them. And, um, you know, we're encouraging people to, you know, to continue to stay at the park if it's being allowed. All right. Well, Bobby Cornwell from the Florida Association of RV Parks and Campgrounds, thanks so much for being on the podcast and sharing with us what you guys are doing during this difficult time. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you for getting the word out. As RV parks and campgrounds deal with their own struggles, RV dealerships and RV manufacturers are facing a whole different story. But these groups were also doing a lot to help out in this situation. We've heard from Airstream, who has donated trailers for drive-up testing for the coronavirus. We've also heard from Gigi Stetler of the RV Advisor, a nonprofit organization that is trying to take RVs and get them in the hands of first responders and healthcare workers where they're needed. So temporary housing is available wherever it's needed across the country. I spoke with Gigi earlier today. Gigi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Uh, as great as I can be in, in these times right now. Um, exactly. Uh, I know I'm doing better than, than a lot of people are, and I'm thankful for that. Your organization is doing uh, something really interesting that I wanted to get the news out about. So you guys are offering RVs, uh, temporary rental free RVs for healthcare workers and public servants across the country. Basically, yes, the people that we need out there to take care of us, we need to keep them safe. If something happens to them, we're all doomed. So we need to keep them isolated and quarantined, uh, you know, away from either other family members or, um, you know, just somehow, some way we've got to come up with some isolation issues. And I think that's, you know, RVs are the, the best next thing. So how are you providing these RVs? Where do they come from? And how are they getting to emergency workers and healthcare workers? Um, well, I've created a network. If they're anywhere in the state of Florida, my my personal dealership can handle those uh, or anything. We're up until the until I'm out of inventory, but I also will reach out to um, other dealers. And I'm the way I have visioned it is uh, based on the zip code of where the RV needs to be deployed. I will then look into the resources of the closest RV rental company from that zip code and. And have each dealer be responsible for those deliveries. One, we want to help 
dealers to keep their doors open, but also private citizens that have RVs that are willing to, you know, donate them uh, for this temporary use. And I can give them a tax donation for that if, if they donate the use of their RV for the for the 14 days or the 30 day quarantines, whatever's necessary. And, um, you know, so and, and also there could be people struggling for payments uh, to make their payments on their RVs if they've lost their job or they're laid off at the moment. And um, we will pay them for the daily average rate for the RV as well, which would come out of the fund. And we know there are a lot of healthcare workers already out on the road that use RVs, traveling nurses and, and the like. And yeah. with all the lodging restrictions happening, uh, RVs can be a, a great way to help these people out. So. Uh, it's fantastic what you guys are doing. How, since you are a dealer, obviously this is this pandemic is going to be affecting the RV industry drastically. I think we haven't seen many shutdowns yet in manufacturing, but there have been a couple, and more are possible. But obviously, with the market downturn with people losing their jobs, it's going to be harder and harder for people to buy RVs. What what are you guys doing to prepare for that? What are you expecting? You know, well, we, we survived the 2007-8 crisis. We, we survived and we we're actually the only one standing. But I kind of never look at things like that. The first thing that I've always done, and, and even back uh, in 08 when things were happening, is you pay it forward. I always look to figure out how I can help and be part of the solution and being part of the solution fixes the problem or you don't get the problem, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, and I said, it's not just myself as, as wanting to protect myself. Um, but like I said, the industry in a whole is, is vulnerable. And I know that you have RV listeners and stuff and, and, you know, taking my, my personal dealership hat off, I'm wearing my RV advisor hat right now. And as a non-biased consumer platform rallying for the consumer rights. But at this moment, you know, I need to, we, we as a whole UN, I need to educate the consumer to rally to save the industry because it'll affect all of them. You know, it'll affect the values of their RVs. It'll affect everything. So it's a way to turn inventory, to get it out for people to use, you know, and do good things. And, I just did a, a complete study and I believe it's like $32 billion that the RV industry puts into the economy in a year. Yeah. And it's yeah. one of the last major manufacturing uh, things that we have left in America. Exactly. But, you know, between, you know, coming from everything from, you know, manufacturing the actual product down to the driver hooking it up and, and delivering it to the dealer and the dealer, you know, selling it and selling it to the customer and then the customer making a reservation and paying the campground. They buy food to go camping. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of moving parts, you know, so it's not just the manufacturers getting rich or any of that. It's it's a huge worldwide industry. Like I said, $32 billion going into the economy. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what the stats were for 2019. So it's it's necessary. And and as a whole, all of us RVers, you know, we need to preserve that. Give us the quick pitch for what the RV Advisor Consumer Association, what you put it together for. Well, I, I put that together as a nonprofit, uh, number one, to have a lemon law assistance fund, um, because I see myself as the as the advocate for the consumer, but also the realist and, uh, you know, a reality check. I, I want I see myself as that mediator between the manufacturer, the dealer and the consumer, um, because, you know, there's always three sides to a story. And I know every single aspect of this business from manufacturing to retail to 
service to claims to warranties to insurance to uh, extended warranties and you know I've seen it and done it all 33 years so nobody's getting anything over I mean and I know I, I know where the truth lies in the middle so if there's a if there's a, a, a situation and, and a dealer's wrong or a manufacturer's wrong I want to call them out on it I protect the consumer or the other way around if the consumer is negligent I want to be able to call them out on that so um, I, I find myself as a mediator. So the RVACA is a no, is a nonprofit organization, and we're basically just you know I, I have a lemon law relief fund. So let's say if you you're kind of in the crack of you know may or may not qualify for uh, you know because there are hardly any lemon laws in the, in the RV industry, and uh, but you know you can't afford that lawyer. We have a legal team that would basically do all the pre litigation and stuff to just to see if you have a case. And a lot of times the reason that if you do have a case and the case fails is because you didn't preserve evidence and you didn't do, you know, you didn't do any, any pre-litigation stuff. So that's what we're here for. Um, that's one of our funds. We also have a disaster relief fund and the coronavirus relief comes into that relief. So when there's uh, hurricanes and disasters and wildfires and all of that, we want to be able to provide housing for, you know, underfunded, you know, people that, that, that are not funded and organizations that are not funded. So um, we obviously need to do that through donations and, and, uh, and, you know, it is tax deductible, but, but that also keeps everything alive. It keeps the wheels going. It keeps going right back into the economy. So that's, so basically that's why, you know, that's the subdivision of, of the RV advisor. The RV advisor is a membership um, non-biased platform that is basically a rewards club, discounts just uh we're actually going to have it's our new site which should be ready by next week it kind of mirrors facebook where you have a complete you know you make friends and and and, and communicate with others and other members and and share things that you do a, a whole platform of fun and but in a private space with you know with members only not you know not on a facebook platform so we we're hoping to have a whole network of networking or veers if somebody is interested in uh in in getting the the assistance of one of these rvs for healthcare workers or public servants or if they're interested in offering up their rv or donating to the cause what do they need to do uh go to the rvaca.org website there'll be a button it'll say support uh you can click on there and it'll, it'll take you to the donation page uh, or the coronavirus assistance program. If you if you need assistance, you click on the uh, coronavirus assistance. Uh, there's a page for it. You fill it out. We are vetting the applications that come in, and we're we're taking them in priority as first responders. And you know, we're we're trying to keep the priority high priority, and then and then and then work our way down. Um, but we you know the the first people that definitely need help is anybody that's out there on the front lines that are vulnerable. Well, Gigi Stetler, thanks for coming on the show. I'd love to have you back in less uncertain times to talk a little bit more <laughs> about manufacturing the industry and, and lemon laws and all that. Um, but thanks love for spearheading you. this and, and, uh, and thanks for being here. Thank you. Good talking to you. Have a great day. Be safe. I want to thank again, Gigi Stetler, Bobby Cornwell, and Damian Ross for coming on the podcast. The RV industry is really stepping up in this time of need, and campgrounds are ready to serve you wherever you might be, to shelter in place or to get home. 
RV Miles is sponsored by the Highway Weather app. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point in your route, adjusted for your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did we mention that all of that's included free in the app? But for subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. It's time for our Fresh Tank Black Tank segment where we talk about all the good, the bad, and the stinky in the world. Except for this week, we're going to keep it to Fresh Tanks only. We yeah, are no black tired tanks here. of bad news. Well, we... Look, we're talking about a lot of things, and we've been talking about a lot of really heavy things this week. And this is one little section of the podcast or of life in general where we can just be sunny. Okay. Yeah. We all know what's black tank out there right now. <laughs> Let's put a line with that corona and oh, no. talk boo, about fresh boo. <laughs> boo. Oh, that's terrible. It was bad. That was. I don't even really like Corona, so... I mean, I do. I'll drink it. There's not much I won't drink if you give it to me. What is your fresh tank this week? Uh, so, my fresh tank goes to all of the different platforms, organizations, and people out there that have kind of come together on the internet to create places for us to go to, to do stuff, to watch stuff, to engage with each other. And last night, I just had like back to back to back to back some friends sharing some stuff that I thought was just really, really cool. So that's what I'm fresh taking this week. And I've got four of them I want to share. We're going to link to them in the show notes so that you can go and participate if it interests you. The first is Acorn TV. Now, a lot of streaming services are probably offering 30 days free or, you know, tryouts and stuff like that. So if you don't have a streaming service and you're interested, go check it out. But Acorn TV is the best of British TV streaming online. I love British television, but I've never gotten an Acorn TV subscription because it just seemed like an extra expense only I would be benefiting from. They are currently offering a 30-day free trial during all of this coronavirus craziness. So you could take that 30 days and you could binge watch all the British things. I'm absolutely going to get it so that we can do Poirot. We love Poirot. We love Doctor Who. I love Doctor Who. I just love all period piece British television. So I'm going to do that. There is also another website that has popped up called dancingalonetogether.org. And what it is, is all of these different dance gurus, amazing artists are coming together to teach a class online that you can take in your home. It's phenomenal. Like today's schedule, they had um, ballet with Ashley Daigle. They had um, like the New York Community Ballet was doing something. The National Ballet of Canada, the New York City Ballet, uh, Martha Graham Conservatory. So Lloyd Knight was on there. I mean, it was it's just phenomenal. You know, ballet bar with Charm City Ballet. You know, it's so if even if you're like not interested in actually taking the class, but you just find it fascinating to watch how dancers study their craft. This is such a cool thing to do. And I, it's amazing to me 
that they're all they were able to organize this as fast as they have. Another thing I'll link to as well is over at the website weareteachers.com. They have this big list of children's authors who are doing online read-alouds and activities. I mean, it's just amazing the list of authors on here. So this could be a fantastic opportunity. I mean, Oprah Winfrey is on here reading a book, y'all. Okay, so when Oprah does it, you know it's legit. So you can go over here. You can listen with your child and I just, it's amazing. So finally, I want to point out that Audible has put something together called uh, their stories. What they're doing is they're saying that for as long as schools are closed, we're open. Starting today, kids everywhere can instantly stream an incredible collection of stories, including titles across six different languages. All the stories are free to stream on desktop, laptop, phone, or tablet. You can find more information about this at stories.audible.com. But I clicked through it, and the list is, I mean, it's everything I want the kids to listen to. It's incredible. And it's not just like the secondary audiobooks, because, you know, sometimes people will read these classics that are royalty free and it'll be just kind of like a, a no, you know, sort of like an, a not very professional audiobook reader. Mm-hmm. No, these are these are classics being read by some really incredible audiobook creators. So if you're looking for more things to do and they've got, you know, young adult, I mean, I know lots of adults who enjoy the YA. So it's really not just for kids. I just enjoyed Little Women, read by Laura Dern. It's fantastic. So I just wanted to fresh tank that this week. All of the resources and the way we as people come together and use what our resources in order to just try and, and keep the sun shining when it feels really dark sometimes. Nice. Yeah. What's your fresh tank? Uh, my fresh tank this week is the Free Roam app. I've had lots of people recommend this app to me in the past, and uh, I finally have been playing around with it a bit. And on the Free Roam app, it's mainly for it's got campsites and uh, a lot of boondocking sites. Doesn't have all the campsites in the world on there, but what it does have is overlays for weather, for cell signal. Um, all sorts of things that you want to find out about campgrounds, how much shade there is, um, elevation, what facilities are nearby, and there, uh, BLM land overlays, all sorts of stuff that you can uh, look at on the app and see you know, where free camping is, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's fantastic and it's free to download. So check that out on your iOS or Android app store. You can also check out their uh, freeroam.app website. Look how empty the Northeast is. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> but it's so interesting. I mean, there's, I mean, it's just tons in Arizona up once you get into along the coast there, the uh, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And the, the overlays, how interesting. I mean, you can put a BLM land overlay, the U.S. Forest Service land overlay, uh, Verizon Sprint, T-Mobile, AT&T signal, a fire and smoke overlay. Oh, wow. Current conditions, fire hazard. So you can see, you know, whether it's okay to put a campfire mm-hmm. up at that, that time, your elevation and satellite views. It's a fantastic little app, free roam. 
It's time to wrap up the show with this week's brain teaser. Abby picked this one so she gets to read it. Yeah, and it made Jason groan, so he said he wouldn't read it out loud. So I figured then I had done my job. They, I will tell you this. The, the teaser does not make me groan. The answer to it makes yes. me groan. So you won't yes. hear the answer until next week. But but it made Jason groan, and he's like, I'm not reading that. So so maybe knowing that it's a groaner answer will help you, <laughs> help you figure it out. I think the answer is fantastic. All right, here we go. You walk across a bridge. And you see a boat full of people, yet there isn't a single person on board. How is that possible? you got to love the ones that end with, how is that possible? (laughs) (laughs) We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. You better believe we will. And hey, we want to send a big, big, big thank you to all of you who have been going over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and leaving that five-star review because guess what? The RV Miles podcast is now a five-star podcast. We've been sitting at 4.5 for the longest time, and we're finally up to five yeah. stars. <laughs> Y'all, you are amazing. We love hearing from you and hearing your comments about the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that, because you are helping us reach an audience, a new audience, I should say, every single day. So if you have not had a chance to go over and do that, it takes about five to 10 seconds. You don't have to leave a comment. You can just punch those five stars and be done with it. But you are doing us just the biggest favor. We also want to remind you that RV Miles is all across social media. We are at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We are now putting up not only the entire RV Miles podcast episode on YouTube, but Jason is going through and breaking it down into also some smaller vignettes, little bits of topics that we talk about. So you could watch the whole show or you could watch just a clip of the show. I cannot guarantee that this will last. I think if you know hey, us, I we go... I think I figured it out. I think yeah, I got it you got down. it? I think we got it happening. now? I think it we're good. only took us about three years. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We'll use this time when we're sheltering in place to figure out even more things about technology. If you have a topic you would like for us to cover on the show, please send us an email at editor at rvmiles.com or drop it in the RV Miles Facebook group. We'd love to chat with you over there. As we all continue to navigate this new world that we're living in, we're going to try to go live on Facebook a little bit more. Not necessarily to talk so much about what's closing or what's happening, but to bring us all together in a space to talk. Like just about anything, a, a particular RV topic perhaps. We do that every Monday night over on the Monday Night Live on Our Wandering Family. Last week, we talked about road schooling. So if you find yourself a new homeschool caregiver, go on over there and watch last week's live. There were some awesome suggestions, not only from the people there. Uh, I mean, I won't say our suggestions were awesome because, you know, we just, I think, ended up talking about Mr. Mom and johnny dangerously by the end of the night but it was amazing uh so check us out every monday night on monday night live on our wondering family's facebook page yeah absolutely and so that's just kind of where we are we appreciate you guys we appreciate you listening every week subscribing and following all across the social medias and until we talk to you next week keep logging those rv miles and by logging those rv miles i say stay exactly where you are stay put (laughs) Log those miles in your living room and have a camp out 
in your living room. Bye, everybody. Bye.